Welcome everyone to episode 19 of Down to Play. I'm your host, Dapper Tux, along with Next Gen Player. For this show, Next Gen Player will be discussing his two-hour hands-on with Immortals Phoenix Rising. Then we'll be reviewing Marvel's Avengers, PGA Tour 2K21, and finally Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. Let's warp back in time to the Greek gods era to discuss Immortals Phoenix Rising. All right, Next Gen, break down the goods for us. What are your uh, initial impressions of the game? There's a lot to talk about. Today, what I wanted to do is just go over some of the, the big highlights with the game. Everyone, you might remember this game being called Gods and Monsters. It, it got revealed, I believe it was actually last year um, at E3. And uh, yeah, it, it this is by the Assassin's Creed team. Um, this is their, their newest title. And I mean, I was really impressed when I saw it last year, um, mainly because of the graphics and the setting. Like, I just, I like the, the Greek gods era. Um, this game looks absolutely beautiful. I mean, it, of course, it reminds me of games like Genshin Impact and uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, not only in terms of, of graphics, but uh, but gameplay as well, because you do similar things in this game. Like, you've got stamina, and you can climb the, the, the buildings and the mountains, and you, you can soar through the air, just like in Zelda. The draw distance, from, based on what I saw today at Ubisoft Forward, it looked incredible. Like, it just looked like you could fly up in the air, look in one direction as far as, you know, the eye could take you, and then you could fly in that direction or move in that direction. One of the first things that I noticed when I was playing this game is so there's a, a map um that you can call up at any time and i was only playing in one region each of the regions has one of the gods that controls it and um i haven't i didn't actually see the other regions but i was told that the other regions are going to look and feel different based on that god so i'm expecting like a bunch of different biomes and like different enemies and yeah just like really cool looking areas but and i have to say like this game is massive like i spent two hours in this one area um i i feel like i only explored like a small portion of it right so um you know if, if you can spend five six seven eight hours potentially in each of these areas and i there must have been geez at least like six or, or so that i saw so like you're talking about a massive adventure here and there was a lot of different points of, of, of interest that i could travel to on the map um, the, uh, the one thing that I found out about this game, uh, and I absolutely love this, is that, surprise, surprise, there's actually a lot of puzzle elements in this game. I guess similar to, to Zelda as well, right? So you've got all these, um, you've got all these, like, puzzle challenges. One of them, I spent probably about 40 minutes or so with the two hours that I was playing trying to solve this. And essentially what I had to do is I had to, like, find these power balls um, and you can put them on these like little grooves in the ground and they, they power up various things. Like one might open up a door, one might drop a force shield. Um, and, and I had to like, essentially like find all a whole bunch of these power balls. And then I had to arrange them in a, a specific sequence on the ground. And then it unlocked a treasure chest and I got like some cool stuff in there. But I mean, like it, it, you have to actually play it to really like fully understand like how great these puzzles were. But I, I was like, I really had to think, um, sometimes I got a little stumped for a minute and, and I had to, there was like a demoist that was helping me. I, and I was just kind of like, don't tell me, but could you hint to me? Like what, <laughs> like what, like, is there something that I'm missing or, um, yeah. So, I mean, like there's a lot of puzzles that, that really just made me think. And I, and I like that a lot. And then the other thing is that. There's also these these like challenge 
missions that you can take. Um, and they are so fun. I had a chance to play a few of them. One of them that I that I played, it's essentially like a huge game of pinball. So I, my character was like in the foreground and there was a bunch of different switches that I had to hit that would move the paddle, like the pinball paddle. And then there was like this big boulder um, that would like in, in place of the actual pinball that I had to hit. And then basically I, I had to like smash various things and like hit the balls into certain areas on, on this pinball machine. Um, and then it, like after I beat that, I went on into the next area and it's like a more difficult pinball game, right? And like, it's just so, it's so interesting and it, it reminds me of of games from like the ps1 or ps2 era where they were all just about having fun like being silly right like it's just like the pinball w was making me laugh and i was just like why am i why am i a greek you know greek i don't know what i am like a, like an icarus or whatever i am like <laughs> why am i like some some greek hero that's just like taken 20 minutes to play a game of pinball that actually speaks to my next point that I wanted to talk about, which is this game is so funny. It's one of the funniest demos I've ever played. So the the game constantly breaks the fourth wall, right? So like you, it, it's the characters Zeus was, was talking to me and all these other characters were talking to me like directly as the player. Um, it's it reminds me a lot of Deadpool. Like if you ever played the Deadpool games, like it was it was pretty similar to that. Um, but it was just so funny. Like it was, it was like um, you know, Zeus would come on and say, "Okay, here's the part of the demo where you you fight the big bad boss." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> Zeus is telling me, right? I got to go do it." Um, but it was like it was just amazing at how funny this game was, and I I wasn't sure if this was just a funny demo that they made um, for you know just just for media to try out. And whether or not this comedy element would be in the final game, but as we saw in, in the Ubisoft Forward uh, presentation that that just happened, it seems like the actual game itself is going to be you know like self-reverential and, and full of comedy, which is going to be fantastic. Like it's literally like this gorgeous, silly Greek adventure is the best way I could describe my my two hours. And it's pretty cool because the the wait isn't too long either. It's coming out uh, December the third uh, this year, December third, twenty twenty, and it's coming to the Series X, Xbox One, PS Five, PS Four, Nintendo Switch, uh, as well too, and uh, and Stadia that has that exclusive demo. That 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 news kind of shocked. But the other thing that I want to say is that this is probably going to be very surprising given um, given Ubisoft's lineup, but. Of all the games that Ubisoft has coming out over the next six months, this one has jumped to my number one. Like I am, I am more looking, wow. um, yeah, more looking forward to this than Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed. Like, of, of course, I can't wait to play all these games. That they all look awesome, but um, but like this, this just seems like exactly what I love. I love silly games. I like beautiful graphics. I, I it's it's gonna be like a full new uh cast of characters and 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 you know area to explore um so i'm i was like i was really over the moon like i i enjoyed it way more than i thought like i i was very interested in when i saw the trailer last year but i had no idea what the game was really about 
But now that I played it for two hours, like, yeah, it's my number one Ubisoft game that I'm looking forward to. So and it's coming out soon, like you said. Yeah, December 3rd. Well, yeah, I was I was shocked by that news today. So uh, that's that's great. I love when they drop games like that. And they're just like, yeah, look at all this amazing stuff with this game. And you don't have to wait that long. It's coming out current gen and next gen consoles. So it was it was great. Really enjoyed the presentation. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to uh, to hearing more of uh, your takes next gen uh, all about the game. For now, we're going to have to move on. Marvel's Avengers, we gave our impressions on our last episode, and now it's time for the big review. We've both beaten the game, had some time to experience the endgame content. If you're not aware, Marvel Avengers is an action-adventure video game co-developed by Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and published by Square Enix. The game has a heavy focus on online co-op, as well as allowing you and your friends to assemble uh, and team up as, as a hero team all your own. Uh, it was released on September the 4th for PS4, Xbox One, uh, Stadia, and PC, so it's available now if you want to jump on in. And you've got six playable superhero characters in Thor, Captain America, Hulk, Iron Man, Black Widow, and the amazing Kamala Khan, Mrs. Marvel herself. Next Gen, uh, what did you like about the game? Then the last couple of episodes, like, this is actually our third time talking about it, so... Um, yeah, I think this is the most, we're all about the Avengers. Yeah. This is like the most talked about game we've ever had on down to play. So there you go. <laughs> this is the game we are most down to play. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm a big Avengers fan. So the highlight for sure of this game for me is the campaign. I just, you mentioned, um, Kamala Khan, you know, in the intro there and geez, like she is so good. She makes this game. Like I can't stress enough. How much I enjoyed her arc. Um, she, this, this is like, we all thought this was going to be a big Marvel adventure, but this is actually really the origin story of Kamala Khan. Like, it's all about her. Every, everything sort of like revolves around her. Um, eventually, in the campaign, all the other heroes have their own mini arcs that you get to play through, but then it always like somehow goes back to Kamala Khan. Yeah, definitely uh, next gen. Like as you were saying, like Kamala is such a huge highlight. I really like though how at the beginning of the story, the first Avenger that she meets up with is the Hulk, and uh, Troy Baker's masterfully uh, acted Bruce Banner did a great job, you know, driving forward the narrative together. But you're right, it does come back Kamala and you know becoming Miss Marvel, which I really really liked. And I think you and I, it's safe to say, if you give us a really good story, we're we're gonna really love and enjoy your game. And I just I wish they focused more on the story, but for what we did get and the variety in terms of each one of the characters having their own specific gameplay i i really did like what i played for me the the story overall was was, was excellent but i have to say like the beginning hour and the last hour in a bit were such highlights for me right like the middle there there was a couple of lulls here and there where i was just sort of like doing doing like basic missions um, but the, like the final hour and a bit is just so crazy and over the top. Like, I can't even imagine what the budget must have been like for, for all those set pieces. Um, the one thing that I also want to mention too, that I, that I really, 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 really loved about this game is that this game is also essentially the origin story of Modoc, who begins as George Tarleton, um, just like a, like a, a low level aim, uh, scientist, that, uh, that 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 like yeah, gradually becomes Modok throughout this adventure, and I like I just thought his transition from George to being Modok was just so well done. It was so well acted, um, and uh, you know, and and by the end he he was like 
like big powerful modok right so and it was just it was just cool to to see that transition especially you know in in comparison to miss marvel as well so i think they did a really 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 good job on both those characters um i I enjoyed how different all the superheroes felt right like that was really key to me they all actually have essentially the the same uh button commands right so so that that's like it's the same across the heroes but they all do radically different things um and and playing as a as a hero like the hulk or thor i mean you feel like you're them right like you just you just destroy everything (laughs) yeah well especially the hulk too like the sense of even where they place the camera angle like it's not inconvenient to the gameplay but it gives you that sense of you are really uh you know a hulking green monster that can just 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 tear everything apart around you and it it does a really good job in achieving that that feeling through both effects as well as the controls so yeah kudos uh to crystal dynamics and Square Enix, they did a, a fantastic job with uh, with that element. Yeah, and the other heroes, I mean, they're all well done too. I mean, Captain America, he can wall run, he can throw a shield around. Miss Marvel, like I love playing as her. You can like you can stretch and grab different platforms above you, and you can leap over yeah. tall buildings with her. Yeah, use use crosshairs to whip your hands uh, at flying enemies. Yeah. I love that. And you know what? You bring up a good point because sometimes when I play a game like this, and there's multiple characters, and you you're you're you get pushed or forced to play as one person. I never had that that tinge of oh really I got to play as this character again. I enjoyed playing like the all the characters were so well balanced and so unique. It was like okay great yeah I want to play as this character again. I have to say I really like playing as as Iron Man. I, I love that sensation of flying. But I didn't I didn't bemoan playing as any other of the characters. So that's that's another thing that I, I really enjoyed about the game. That idea that you're gonna bounce around between all these different characters and they actual gameplay dynamics and mechanics are designed in such a a powerful way that you don't really feel the changeover in a negative manner but you feel it in a way that you are a new character so really really like that as well too the thing that i really liked about it is that like i felt like the characters really owned their powers um and, and like for example when i was playing as say thor and hulk i was just destroying everything like in my opinion those characters are a little bit more overpowered compared to the other heroes, but it just makes sense, right? Like if I'm the Hulk, of course I'm probably going to be stronger than say Black Widow or Captain America, right? Like so, and and they like like those characters, Captain America and, and Black Widow, they definitely felt weaker, but they also had different advantages. Like you know, Hulk can can ricochet a shield across you know, multiple different enemies and Black Widow can, she can turn invisible and she can zip line. Um, so even though they're, they're weaker, they all really play into their hero and their special power. So you really get a sense of playing as all of them. And I like that a lot. Um, and I know that, that Square Enix has a, you know, a bunch of like um, posts, um, post-release DLC coming with different characters. So I really can't wait to try out. Um, there's like Hawkeye is coming, and uh, Black Panther is coming, and Spider Man is coming to PS4. So I can't wait to to try this out, um, and you know, and sort of expand my roster. Yeah, definitely. And the the more multiplayer esque elements towards the end, which is kind of a, a good way to segue into some some of the things that 
I, I felt I was, you know, we weren't, or I wasn't a huge fan of was, uh, you know, a lot of the redundancy I found came from that core mechanic of the idea that this needs to be also an, an online sort of mowing down aim robot after aim robot, trying to get through very similar sort of dungeons. I know what they were trying to do in terms of, you know, giving more end game content, but that's where I feel like things just came apart, where I felt the story was so rich and tightly tied together. And then you get into the end game or a lot more of the, the multiplayer side of things. And then the games, maps and enemies and facilities really started to blend into one by the end of the experience. And again, the loot cycle also got repetitive. I wish the loot I wish, number one, the loot wasn't so invisible. Like, if you got a really cool piece of armor, it, it would make a bigger difference. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really felt that the armor and, 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 you know, skill trees as well, too. So your loot, the armor, skill trees, they, were, they weren't of very much consequence. I don't know if you found the same thing, but I just found, like, if I stuck to the same two buttons and just kept mowing down waves and waves of uh, aim robots i'd be fine by the end of it but i really do wish that there was a little more weight behind again armor upgrades and the actual skill tree uh, what were your thoughts next gen so definitely echo what you're saying there the one big con for me for this game and it to me it's a, it's a huge one i i just cannot stand the in-game economy like i i just i, I wanted it to go away <laughs> i was like please please i i there's there's something like like ten different currencies that you can get in this game. Like there's different uh, they're 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 used to you know upgrade like various elements of your characters. Um, it's just like I'm just not. It, it's a complete carbon copy of Destiny, and I was hoping and praying and wishing that it would be more just kind of like I guess like the Batman Arkham or. Or even uh, more more recent was uh, Spider Man, right on PS4. Like for me, the the multiplayer was fine. It's just the insistence on opening up chests and getting trinkets. Like, I mean, it it really took me out of the adventure at some points in the game. I'm the Hulk. I am the strongest creature on the entire planet, and I'm walking around, and Jarvis is yelling at me like, "Hey, there's a chest nearby," and then and then you're the you're. Yeah, and then you're the Hulk, and you go kick the chest, and it gives you like I don't know, like uh, like an an augmented hand or whatever. Um, and it's just like the Hulk would never do that. It's ridiculous to do that. It's just absurd that the Hulk is is gonna take you know a minute and a half out of his mission to go look for a chest, kick it open, just so he can like you know boost his power stat by a little bit. Something like that, like you mentioned the hand thing, and then cosmetically, there's no difference to the character. That 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 really bugged me too. Like I know certain certain skins, especially ones that you could purchase, made a big difference. But um, you know, like you said, even to go out of your way and to do something unHulk like or out of the characteristics of that superhero for a piece of armor that doesn't even show up on the character i really didn't like that much either one other uh, like major pro that i loved with this game was the fact that you can actually unlock costumes right yeah the caught the unfortunately it takes a lot of grinding so it's also a con too because like you got it you got to grind and grind and grind to um to unlock these battle passes that each character has or um get the currency to buy the costumes but the costumes were were a nice you know element because First of all, they looked awesome. Um, a bunch of them looked like they came directly from the comic books. Um, they didn't really like affect your stats or anything like that. But um, but you know, I, I had fun swapping up the costumes. But yeah, in terms of like you know the the items and, and equipment, totally not interested in any of that at all. Like the skill trees, I like that. I enjoyed unlocking them. 
But um, as I mentioned, like, I think in the, the last time we talked about Avengers, like, I, I was just hitting the L2 button and just saying, like, give me the optimal um, arrangement for my equipment. Like, I I have no interest in, like, you know, looking at all the finer details of, of what these, like, you know, the, these are, these hand uh, bracelets and, like, leg braces that I'm putting on. Like, I just said, it was so, it, it's just not what I want in, in a superhero game. I was the same way, too. I would just hold down... Uh, the LT trigger I, I played on the Xbox and I was just like, yep, that's, this is, this is all, I, I just want to be auto slotted and I just want to get back into the story type of thing. With, with all this in mind, what would you score Marvel Avengers out of 10? I'm going to give it actually a pretty good score, 8 out of 10. What about you? What was their gameplay wise, story wise, stunning performances all around? I'm also going to give it an 8 out of 10. I, I can separate the multiplayer. I'm going to leave it at an 8 out of 10 and I'm very excited to see where this experience especially the multiplayer aspect of it is going to evolve let's hope it goes down the route of something like destiny or rainbow six or diablo 3 where post-launch it needed a bit more done to it but in terms of the gameplay the story you got to play it well next gen i will say this it's tea time <laughs> <laughs> let's break down uh pga tour 2k21 with our full review golf is back pga tour 2k21 is a real deal golf simulation experience featuring officially licensed pga tour pros courses gear more apparel than you can shake your nine iron at <laughs> <laughs> Get to bring the clubhouse into your house and take on 12 PGA Tour pros in a quest to capture the FedEx Trophy in the Ultimate Golf Sim from 2K and HB Studios. It's available right now for the PS4, Xbox One, PC, Nintendo Switch, and Stadia. Next Gen, uh, what, what, what did you like about hitting the green with 2K21? I like golfing games, but I have to admit I'm, I'm not like a fanatic for golf. I'm more of like, you know, like... Um... I guess sort of like in the middle between simulation and arcade. Yeah. And the one thing I liked a lot about this game is that it does seem to appeal to all gamers or sorry, all golfers depend like regardless of your skill in the game. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. There like as soon as I began the game, there was a, a really nice tutorial that you could take. So, of course, I took that um, just to sort of brush up on my my golfing uh, golfing terminology and, and golfing swings or golf swings um so yeah that was like that was super nice and I, and I really liked how you could just sort of tailor the gameplay i believe that there was actually six different uh gameplay levels that you could select um and 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 each one would have uh like varying assists that they would they would give you right so you can go all the way from like a pro where you can you know you can tweak every last thing about your swing or you could just sort of go on the beginner and, and and just, you know, just start, you know, whacking the, the golf balls and trying to get the hole in one, right? Yeah, it was crazy because I did that where I played as a rookie for a bit and, and I did well. And then I went into almost like full hardcore simulation and it was it was extremely difficult. So I love how they've made golf something that can be very exclusive in terms of its its difficulty and its technical merits, but they've made it so accessible and kind of put a fun spin and attitude on it so that more people will will pick up and play and not necessarily have to be, like you said, hardcore golf fans. It, it's crazy how it scales. You can be a total green as grass rookie or you can come in and be an expert and you're gonna find a you're gonna find fun or if you're looking for an unforgiving challenge, you get both, which is very hard to to sort of have in any game especially a sports game there's just so much that that i liked about this game i mean the 
Um, right from the very beginning, I went to the player customization and, and, um, and the My Career mode. So looks like hundreds of different choices where you can select, um, you know, uh, different faces, different eyes, different noses. You can, like, tweak everything um, for your character. You can you can tweak their uh, their outfits after that. So I, I, I made, like, what I thought was a pretty funny-looking character. And that's, again, that's another cool part of the game is that you can really inject your personality, I find, more so into this game. Than, than other golf games, which in the past I found a little stuffier. This is more like new era golf. It's like golf with an attitude. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I liked that a lot about it. I, one thing that I, I want to say that that's that I really liked about this game is they've got there's a broadcast style presentation. Um, so you've got like uh, there's there's play by play commentary by some veterans. Like one of them is uh, Luke Elvey, um, and the three time PGA Tour winner turned golf analyst Rich Beam. Um, so they like they, they really play off each other. It's really nice. These announcers actually inject some some realism into their announcing, which really you know it's it sort of like grounded the, the 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 commentary that they were doing. So I like that a lot. Yeah, for sure. And then even on the green, like the gameplay improvements were were incredible. They removed the backswing tempo timing. Swings look so much more fluid. Like I found uh, the animation was really really nice. And I like that you could control everything on the green from the club that you could use, the type of shot, the trajectory, even the arc. Um, I wish, you know, and you can compensate for hazards as well as wind. I wish when I was actually playing golf, I could control some of these things for real. But it's nice that the uh, game gives you that opportunity. So another thing that I really liked with this game is they, they actually have a lot of uh, PGA pros in it, which is pretty cool. So... Um, you've got like uh, Justin Thomas, you've got uh, Matt Kutcher Kutch, you've got Ian Poulter, aka the Postman. So you can, uh, and you can actually have rivalries with some of these pros, which I thought was really cool. Um, the other thing that I really liked about it is that there is 15 official PGA Tour courses, and geez, these places are just so picturesque. Like even with the the, the ton of competitive nature that you would, you know, you're trying to win the whole time. But man, it was just nice to be playing in the, the you know, these nice sunny areas, beautiful picturesque backgrounds. I, I, I just love that they, uh, 2K like went to the absolute extreme detail to even la to laser draw some of these courses. So they are, they are like almost photorealistic. Which was which is great. Course designer. So I loved this element of the game. So you can actually build your own courses, and you can uh, you can play them on your own, or you can upload them for others to play. Holy, it's fun! Like not only does that mean there's literally unlimited courses, right? The game I think has some like thirty nine courses with it, but you can you can play and download courses from from players all across the world. But they are like they the courses that I played online run the full gamut from like you know, picturesque, like really cool courses to ones that, you know, uh, that are focused on like three par or four par. Um, I even played this really, really funny one. I uploaded a video onto my Twitter because it was just so hilarious. But there was one that I, I played 18 courses on essentially like what was a volcanic island. And the, the like the individual rounds that I played were so funny. Like one round, I hit the ball and it was rolling down a hill for about three and a half minutes <laughs> just like i, th I thought extreme this golf yeah it's yeah exactly it was hilarious and i loved it so i am definitely going to be checking out this game often just to see what other creators are going to be uploading yeah i love when they add little little extra pieces of course designer content or or, or player driven content it's fantastic with pga tour 2k21 what would you score the game out of 10 next gen 
I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. Like, there really wasn't anything that I didn't like. I, I thought it was all yeah. fun. <laughs> Call this one uh, pretty close to a hole-in-one and also give it an 8 out of 10. The only thing I can kind of, you know, take away from the game is that graphics are still a little bit rough. Some animations, uh, you know, could use a little bit of work. But, I mean, for the amount of content that you're getting and the amount of work that's gone into some of the courses, um, it's it's amazing golf is back. And this is truly been the best golf game I've played in a very, very long time. Now it's time to uh, draw our katana. It's time to review Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. Samurai Jack is a hack and slash game that's based on the Samurai Jack TV series. It's published by Adult Swim in partnership with Samurai Jack creator uh, Jenny Tavarsky and developed by Soleil Games. This original 3D action platformer is available on Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One, as well as Windows PC via the Epic Game Store and Steam. Samurai, Samurai Jack the cartoon originally began in 2001, and it ran for four seasons, and then it was revived in 2017 for a fifth and final season. Now the game extends Jack's story even further with a story that begins where season five left off. You're trapped by his arch nemesis Aku in an alternate timeline during their ultimate confrontation. Samurai Jack must team up with his closest allies against his most notorious enemies to vanquish Aku and save the future. The game's story picks up during the finale of season five immediately after Jack has freed Ashi from Aku's control and begins traveling back to the past with her and tightly integrates with the series finale to conclude Samurai Jack's adventures. Next Gen, what were your thoughts on Samurai Jack Battle Through Time? The big thing that I liked about this game um, for sure was the stylized 3D graphics. Like this game is so close to looking like a cartoon in motion. Um, it's yeah, it, it, it just absolutely, it's like, you know, uh, the, the cartoons on my TV and I, plug my controller in and suddenly I'm controlling Samurai Jack. So no, I found that too. And when uh, initially, when the, the first trailers came out around the game, um, I enjoyed Samurai Jack, some of the cartoons, but what captured my attention the most was, yeah, the, the gripping art style, like it just pulled me in right away. I'm like, okay, I need to check this out. I need to play this. And it looks fantastic. Yeah. And it's really cool too, because like, essentially it's a, a travel through time story. Um, and, and, you get to essentially go back and visit all your favorite characters from the show. So it's kind of like a greatest hits, right? Like you go back and you mention Ashi and Aku and you meet up with the Scotsman and uh, Scaramouche. And... The Scotsman was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My favorite characters. Yeah. Funny and flirtatious and all kinds of things. It's He's uh, he's a, yeah. he's an interesting character. Um, but yeah, I really, I really like the presentation. Um, the gameplay I thought what was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't. It didn't blow me away, but it it was like it, it was pretty good. I, I, there's there's. Yeah. It was it was one of those things where it checked all the all the boxes. I did find one thing that was interesting, and again, I would say middle of the road, but it was kind of cool with the amount of weapons that were introduced so quickly. I think I was on like the second stage of the game, and I had used what felt like seven to eight different weapons. Like staff, obviously, you know, uh, swords, uh, throwing knives, yeah, whatever. It seemed like whatever was wasn't strapped down, I would be able to sort of <laughs> use to dispatch foes. So I like that part of it. The different weapons were definitely a huge highlight for me. It's kind of weird because like you've got your fist and you've got your magic sword, which are unbreakable, but then all of the other um, weapons that you can get, they can break. So you've got to like you've got to go back to this merchant um, that follows you throughout the adventure. And he can repair your weapons. 
Um, but thankfully, like enemies drop weapons at at you know at at a regular click, and you can find weapons um, around the map. So so like I always had a good stock on hand. Um, but the other thing too is like there's three skill trees that Samurai Jack has. One is physical, one is spiritual, one is combat. And there is holy, there is a lot of things to unlock, right? Different skills, different combos. You could enhance his health. You could, um, uh, what was it like? There, there was um, like you, you could like you know, um, add different attacks to your combos, stuff like that. Um, so there was just like there was just so much to unlock, um, with it. Like a surprisingly deep uh, skill trees for sure. Like with the, the physical, spiritual, and combat. So it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of a shock to me because you think you're going to play something that's a little bit more streamlined and, uh, and hack and slash, but it, it did have some depth there. And this game kind of like took me back to the PS2 era where I'm just like, cause the, the, the levels are pretty linear. Um, and, and it's just like, it's, it's about like an eight to 10 hour, um, straightforward game. So if you just kind of like, you know, a, a simple, hack and slash that you can just you know you can enjoy over over a week i think this game is is fantastic like i one thing that i liked really is is like there's a bunch of different uh worlds that you can go to and i thought a lot of them looked nice like really nice you can check out the uh like the ruined city there's the undead cemetery there's aku tower at the end um so yeah just like there's a lot of eye candy and, and a lot uh, of fan service in in the game um so yeah, it was it was pretty fun to to play through overall. Yeah, definitely. What were uh, what were some things that you you disliked about the game? I think one of the the big things for me really was that um so we were talking about the skill trees, but there's actually a lot of different currencies that you have to gather to unlock these skills, and I just found at least with my initial playthrough, um I was severely lacking in in currency. Like by the time I beat the game, I had, I would say about half or a little bit more than half of the skills unlocked, but each skill requires more currency. So the last half that I have to unlock just took like a ridiculous amount of currency. So, I mean, like this game is really intended for you to beat it multiple times, I think, because you just can't unlock everything. And this is a game where I enjoyed more so just being Samurai Jack, kind of turning my mind off, not having to explore every nook and cranny. And I really like battle, like like battling the bad guys essentially. So yeah, to have to grind and constantly search, I wasn't I wasn't super interested in that. So I I do have the same critique with the currencies, absolutely. Yeah, and like there was a couple of other um, um, issues that I had. Like I thought the camera wasn't always the best. Like sometimes got in the way of things. Um, there's not a huge variety of enemies. Like uh, ironically enough, like all yeah. all of the enemies are are directly from the cartoons. So you're gonna recognize them, and, and that's pretty cool. But um, I think overall there, there might have been like five or six different types and then the enemies would have different colors depending on how strong they were. But I mean, it's the same enemy, right? Yeah, no, the fan service was huge with the enemies, but you're right. There wasn't a, a huge variety. And and back to uh, just to touch upon again, what you're saying with the camera angles. Yeah, I, I agreed it, it it really was lacking. And I found, especially when it came to, there wasn't like a ton of platforming, but when it came to trying to jump certain gaps, or, or, you know, hop, hop around certain areas that you were hugging a cliff face, especially. You, I'd constantly miss it and be like, well, the camera was just so off. I'd be like, maybe I'm not supposed to be jumping in this direction. But later on, I figured, okay, I'm supposed to be going this way. But just the camera angle was, was yeah, throwing me off. So it, it was it was definitely a, uh, a minus. Um, 
in terms of the overall game, though, if you had to, sorry, in terms of the overall game, what would you score it out of 10? I enjoyed my time with it. It wasn't amazing, but um, it was a nice playthrough, and I'll probably play it again on a harder difficulty. I'm going to give this game a 7.5 out of 10. Nice. Yeah, I think it's got a fair amount of uh, replayability. Uh, I'm going to come in a little bit lower uh, at a 7 out of 10. I, I feel that, you know, you should not pass this game up. Um, like I said before, it's if, if you're a fan of Samurai Jack, you're going to absolutely love the game. Uh, like Next Gen was saying, if you like the old school, more linear hack and slash titles of the you know bygone PS2 uh, era, this is this is one you should definitely check out. That's game over for this episode. A special thanks to the publishers for providing the games reviewed in this episode. I'm Dapper Tux. And I'm Next Gen Player. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Dapper underscore Tux and at Next Gen Player. We are always down to play.